Well, Razorback fans, it was kind of a weird weekend. It had some positives, but some negatives, some football stuff, bad baseball stuff. But hey, let's try to recap it on today's Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into Locked On Razorbacks Podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I'm also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. As uh, I know there was some uh, baseball stuff that we'll talk about and some frustrations there too. But I always like to start off with, you know, Something that I know people are, are really interested in, uh, which I know is everything dealing with, uh, with baseball and the, and the season and all that, which you know, I'll save for the, for the second segment. But because of some tweet that I saw from Brandon Marcello of 24-7 Sports, as well as seeing some other things from National College Football Guys, uh, and also the addition of Varkey's Gums, the tight end, the transfer from North Texas who committed to Arkansas over the weekend, I feel like it's it's really prudent and vital to talk about this uh, football team and, and Sam Pittman and the staff and and who they've really brought in. Now, we talked about last week, the recruiting. And on Friday, you had some pretty big time commitments that Arkansas was able to add to the mix for the 2024 class. And some people have been looking at what Sam Pittman and the staff have been doing and saying, hey, they've never seen this before. It's setting up to be one of, if not the best recruiting class that Sam Pittman's ever had. And possibly, if things go really well, could be arguably the best recruiting class that Arkansas has had in the modern era. It's going that well so far. Now, there's a lot of time until that can all close up. We know uh, decommitments happen. We know that changes happen. So I can't go all in on that. But the addition of getting Varkey's Gums, the tight end out of North Texas, it was a huge get. Uh, He's talking to uh, WholeHogSports.com. He says, I chose Arkansas because back to the community and back to the football team in general, I feel like it's a perfect fit. They need tight ends here. It's a tight end heavy offense and it's not too far from home and it's still in the South. He's 6'3", 235 pounds and he had offers from Arkansas, Oregon, BYU, Colorado, Utah, West Virginia and other schools. He said he loved the visit that he took on at Arkansas. He loved the fans. He says he can feel like he play a big role, not just build the football team, but build the community too. The things get back to rocking. I see the potential if games start being won around here. I see the potential of the fan base, of the community, and even of the football staff. He was named second team freshman All-American last year as he was a redshirt freshman. He earned first team All-Conference USA honors. He played in 14 games, had six starts. He had 34 receptions, 458 yards, and five touchdowns. And uh, was a record holder of all of those um, all of those uh, stats there at North Texas from a tight end perspective. And it depends on who you look at, but I know that 24-7 sports had him as one of the top players still left in the portal. I think they had him at number seven overall. So just an outstanding get for Arkansas and Sam Pittman, because just like what Gum said, Arkansas needs tight ends. And we know Arkansas has some, some talent on parts of this team, but I just really, I know it's cliche to say, but it's true. I really love the way that Sam Pittman has been able to address the needs that this team actually needed. Like, it's one thing to say you have these needs and it's one thing to address them. And then you want to address them. It's not just simply, well, let's just find some random player and plug them in. 
It's like, no, you have tight ends that are coming in that are going to be true freshmen that are highly regarded, but you still need some experience. Like they want to use tight ends. Dan Enos wants to use tight ends. We know how pivotal tight ends were the first time around at Arkansas with Hunter Henry and Jeremy Sprinkle uh, when uh, when Dan Enos was calling plays. So the fact that they went out and got somebody like this, a big time tight end that can play right away, and uh, I, don't, I think without question will be the starter right away, it, it's just huge. It, it's huge. And then you add that into the mix of what they did in the portal throughout the throughout the entire offseason, you know, since the bowl game ended, uh, Arkansas added 13 transfers and pretty much all of them addressed needs. Wide receiver, you got them. You got secondary players. You got some defensive linemen, too. And as time went on, you started to see just how high quality of players these are. And even guys like Brandon Marcello, who I quoted in the beginning, uh, he mentioned two teams, actually. But he says, TCU and Arkansas are absolutely killing it in the transfer portal. And it looked like that, uh, you know, maybe Pittman's the transfer portal king as of right now in football. In fact, Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast came on my radio show and even said uh, that everyone talks about Lane Kiffin being the portal king. And he's done a really good job on it. But Pittman and what Arkansas has done with their transfers has been pretty incredible just because as soon as they insert them into the lineup, they start not only being huge impact players, but they start being players that can, you know, take their game to a next level, be better in the year. And possibly even get drafted at that if that's what sets up for him. So uh, there's a lot of people taking notice of this for, for Pittman. And the more that they add out of the portal, the better that I feel about their chances of really taking significant steps forward next season. You got to perform on the field. We all know that. But you're telling me now that you're going to have KJ Jefferson has an upgrade at the tight end position from last year. He's got all of his running backs back. Uh, the offensive line is still going to be strong and the wide receivers. And I know we, you know, we, there's a lot still to the left, but it looks like at least from the practices and from the uh, what we've heard from coaches and uh, the, even the spring game, it's like the wide receivers are doing their job and they're doing doing a lot of great things in the very early get go to where as they develop and as time goes on, they will be huge impact players. With the, with that and then Dan Enos being added in and then, of course, the added depth at the quarterback position to the quality depth. This, there's a, I think this offense might be significantly better this year than what it was last year. Now, again, they got to perform, and it's so early. We're months away from the first game, so maybe I'm just uh, going a little over the top here. But I don't think it's that insane. I don't think it's that crazy of a concept. I truly believe that the pieces that they've added into the mix offensively, you're going to see a better product. And I think the strength and conditioning coach, Ben Souders, has been great. And again, we'll just have to wait and see when it actually takes place. But if they can just fix those issues that they had from last season, like the biggest one being unable to punch it in from the goal line to get scores and get points, they fix that problem. Like that alone will help them win games. And so I've just been really impressed. I've been really impressed with what Pittman's done in the offseason. He's happier, it seems like. He says the culture's back. It's, it's great. And so, it, again, you know, it's always words, but I feel really good about where they're going to be at. And how much better they're going to be. And even defensively, you know, we've talked about it. Yeah, losing, out, losing Drew Sanders is huge, and uh, there's some other players that you lost, but what the new defensive coordinator, Travis Williams and Marcus Woodson and everybody back there, what they've been doing in recruiting has been awesome, and who they've gotten out of the portal has been great, and I believe that the defense is going to be better next year. Like, it can't be worse than the secondary, but I just think overall product is going to be better. I think that they're going to 
Uh, you're you're going to be really excited to see what they do. Now, are they going to be a top five defense in the SEC? No, I don't. I don't. I think that's going to be asking a lot. But like I said, maybe I'm just looking at it through my rose tinted glasses. Maybe I'm just being too big of a fanboy about this. But I just think that there's a lot of potential to where both sides of the ball can be significantly better, or at least better, and good enough to win more games and be a lot more consistent. And Key is always staying healthy too. But Shout out to Sam Pittman and the job he's doing so far in the portal. I really like uh, the direction it's going. We'll talk some baseball here in just a second. But folks, got to tell you, with Grand Slams, no hitters, and double plays, they're all back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. You just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. And that's baseball games. It's the NBA playoffs. They got it all going on with uh, FanDuel. So don't miss your chance at the no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. FanDuel.com slash locked on is where you need to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Yeah, we got to talk about it. Let's go ahead and jump into it. Arkansas baseball got swept. Got swept by Georgia. And it was a very frustrating series for many different reasons. Um, To me, game one was the most frustrating of them all. We talked about it on Friday's podcast because you literally beat yourself. Like You had bases loaded, no outs, couldn't score. Uh, you made some costly errors that led to runs. It, it just was it was frustrating. And then game two, you just really weren't in it, from the get go. It was they got out. It got out out of hand quickly and it was just too much for you to overcome. And then Saturday's game. Like just the, the most type of heart like that. You lost different game, all three of these games in different ways. And I think that's what even added to the frustrations. Like I've never seen anything like it. You go into the ninth inning. You're up eight to four. Eight to four in this game. And you load the bases and you give up a grand slam to tie it. And the very next batter, the very next pitch, you give up a solo shot for a walk off. Georgia wins nine eight. I've never seen anything like that. Never seen anything like that. Um, So frustrating. Dave Van Horn got ejected on uh, on Saturday in the final game. Uh, and it was when uh, uh, Jay spoke, uh, Borfriend struck out when the bases were loaded and Arkansas was leading five to three. And Dave Van Horn didn't like the call and even said, he's like, quote, all I know is that it was low and it looked like it was low and away. It was kind of shocking call to us on the other side. We just couldn't believe it. And Van Horn said that Griffin, the, the plate umpire, had warned him earlier in the game. And he, uh, he apparently this is again, according to Dave Van Horn, he says he already admitted he rang up McLaughlin earlier in the game on a ball and apologized to him so we got him pretty good about that but that was during a 10 to 12 pitch at bat he took the bat right out of the kid's hands so there was a lot of frustration going on in the dugout it's the first time he got ejected since 2017 which is pretty incredible and uh Van, Van Horn said earlier this year that he doesn't get ejected much anymore because of the availability of replay reviews and primarily at first base but that was one that he could not wait, which I was on. I was on Dave Van Horn's side. The umpire there, especially in that game, was was atrocious. And you know how I feel about uh, you know how I feel about, you know, dealing with the dealing with the what, what was it called? The 
uh, referees, umpires, and just how it, it hasn't you know really looked good. But yeah, I, I just I was not mm, I did not like the way that that ended. I did not like the way that it went, and therefore that's uh, it was just a frustrating thing. Now it's not the end of the world. Like let, let's be very clear about that. It is not the end of the world. You have a lot of games in front of you. And as I kind of make the joke behind me, it's like all the best teams get swept. What I mean by that is that we see in regular season baseball all the time, especially in the SEC, that teams just get beat. They get swept. Um, you know, when Mississippi State won the College World Series that year, Arkansas swept them in Starkville. Uh, so it happens. It sucks, but it happens. And, you know, even this past weekend, a lot of weird things happened, too, because like Tennessee swept Vanderbilt. I killed them. And Arkansas swept Tennessee. Like it's just, it's baseball. It happens. But the last thing you want to deal with is when you have yourself in position, like you did in game one and you couldn't come up big. And then in game three, when you have the lead with four runs going into the ninth inning and you give up a grand slam and then a walk-off solo shot. That's what you can't have happen when it comes to these losses. That's what you can't do. So that's where the frustration amounts more so than anything. Um. I think that with what Arkansas has going for them in the next few series, you know, I think they'll bounce back. I think they're a good enough team to bounce back. We know that they have a significant amount of talent, but let's also be honest about it too. Injuries play a part. Injuries play a part. And Arkansas is in bad ways when it comes to the injuries that they're having to deal with right now uh, as a baseball team. So we'll go into that because I think there's a lot bigger picture that we can dive into overall when it comes to the uh, issues that they're having with injuries, not only as a baseball team, but in general. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. So stay with us. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Man, I have never seen anything like this. Razorback baseball is getting just raked with injuries. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. We know about all the injuries that have been going on as the season started. We know John Jackson Wiggins. We knew about uh, Cody Frank. We knew about Brady Tigert and you know the, the injuries that they've been dealing with that. But now you're starting to get into the lineup with some of the guys that ha- have been struggling with that. Wagner, of course, we know with him, he got hurt. And then you start adding in, okay, well, how about Tavion Josenberger, who was suffering a hamstring injury in the fourth inning and had to leave the game. And we know uh, Wagner should be back, and we'll see if Josenberger is able to come back. But even Parker Rowland, the catcher, who had won the starting job, he didn't play against Georgia because of a back injury that he's dealing with. And so you, you've had to bring in some guys that, uh, you know, are, are not, and they're fine players, so I'm not trying to hate on all these players, but it's like there's a reason why they aren't the starter. There's a reason why the other guys are in front of them. Uh, Kendall Diggs said to come in, which he's done a pretty good job in the outfield, too. So uh, defensively, he's been great and he's been good at hitting, too, as well. But it's it, it's just one of those deals to where I uh, I, don't, I feel bad. I, it's, a, it's like, you know, we talked about overcoming some injuries as time has gone on. But at some point in time, you know, it's it becomes too much. It becomes too much for anybody to overcome and anybody to deal with. And I I just it's it's. You got a long season ahead. There's some guys that are going to be coming back, and it's about getting those guys back and back healthy and making it all work. But I don't know what has happened with the three major sports at the University of Arkansas this past academic year 
where injuries have played such a significant role and had a significant impact on the teams. I know injuries happen every single year with every single team. I understand it. I'm not arguing that. I'm not saying that it's just uh, you know unique to Arkansas. That's not the case. But this is getting out of hand. Like in football, you had Catalan out for the year. You had guys dinged up badly in the secondary all year long. Ladarius Bishop was another one. You had, of course, the injury to Bumper Pool as uh, he was in and out. KJ Jefferson was a guy that was dealing with significant injuries. He was in and out. Um, you know, so you had problems there. And then in basketball, we know with Trevin Brazil losing him for the season and then the whole Nick Smith situation and how tough that was. And now you got baseball where just like, what is that now? Seven, eight players, including pitchers and, and, and the guys in the lineup and everything that have dealt, dealt with injuries and some of them pretty significant. Like, why does this happen? <laughs> why, why is Arkansas, what is it about? Did something happen in Fayetteville where like, you know, the campus, did they build too many apartment complexes on like some Indian burial ground? And there's been some sort of curse that's been put upon anybody that steps foot on, uh, on an athletic field, whether it's the, Ra- the Razorback Stadium or uh, Bud Walton Arena or, or Baumwalker Stadium. Like, how, how has this happened to Arkansas at the li- rate and at the clip that it has? I know that there's not a right answer, and I know that at the end of the day, it's still just coincidental and everything, but my goodness, I, I'm not making excuses, but I can't remember a time where injuries in one single year has impacted teams like it has this year. And, you know, I think back to even in the 2021-2022 academic year with fall and spring sports. It was about as good as you've ever had in one single year. You know, you had Arkansas football go nine and four, win the Outback Bowl. You had Razorback basketball go to the Elite Eight, beat Gonzaga. And you had baseball, which, you know, had their ups and downs of the regular season, but they went back to the College World Series and even won a few games. Like that was the best stretch of the top three major sports at Arkansas that you'll probably ever have. And I remember I did a podcast at the end of the academic year and looking back on those three major sports and saying how great it was and how it's like, man, everything's going good, smooth and all that. But part of me was like, so when's this going to (laughs) change? When's it going to come crashing down? When's the problem going to arise? Who's going to end up paying for this? Well, I think that all the things that happened last season uh, certainly feel like this year, this academic year has been uh, something that just people are having to pay for. Razorback fans are having to pay for and suffer through. And I know I'm not trying to make light of it because I know it's about the kids and it's not like they're doing anything wrong or, you know, it's just sometimes it happens and it is a coincidence. But I, I just I've never seen anything like it. And I, don't, I can't remember, especially baseball, this many injuries happening. And I know, again, baseball, you, you, you go through injuries, you go through issues, but the way it's happened and how frequently it's happened and what some of these people have had to deal with and why it's happened. Oh, just like stop. Please, please, you're listening up there, the sports gods. Can you just give Arkansas a break? Let them all get healthy? Because there's no doubt in my mind that if you had healthy players in all three major sports this year, and baseball's not over, so I know there's plenty of time for them to turn around, which I think they will. But man, you talk about a significant difference it could have made. Like, what if, you know, if you had Trevin Brazil and Nick Smith all year long, 
You had KJ Jefferson and Jalen Catalan and all those guys all year long, you know. What, what difference that would have made. And in baseball, I just really, really hope, I really hope that at the end of the year, whatever they end up doing, that we don't look back upon the baseball season saying, man, it just won for the injuries. This team could have won it all. I really hope that's not the case, but it's certainly been looking like that way too. So let's just hope everybody gets healthy, everybody gets better, and everything goes back according to plan because, man, this has been some pretty frustrating things to deal with. That is for sure. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.